This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, we don't know about you, but when we think of cannabis, fine dining really isn't the first thing that pops into our heads. But Chicago chef Manny Mendoza wants to change that. With his culinary company, Herbal Notes, Chef Manny cooks with cannabis almost the way that he would with any herb. He also uses it to take his cuisine to a higher level. Now, anyone who has dined at one of his suppers knows that when Chef Manny is cooking, education and healing, not just cannabis, they're on the menu. And he joins us now. Hi, Chef Manny. Welcome to Hi, Sasha. Thank you so much. So glad to have you here. I want to find out more about you. Tell us about yourself and and your culinary background, first of all. Well, my culinary background started when I was very young, uh, watching my mother cook and just being inspired by, um, you know, different flavors and, you know, my own culture growing up in the, you know, multicultural neighborhood, but definitely, you know, predominantly Mexican at this point. Um, I was going to say, what did your mother cook? Tell me, tell me, what did she cook? Well, my mother's Central American. She's from El Salvador. And, um, you know, I'm also half Mexican. So... It, it was a lot of pupusas. flavors in the kitchen. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of spices, a lot of herbs already, uh, a lot of aromatics. So just growing up as a little kid, just, you know, growing up smelling the onions, uh, sizzle and the garlic and tomatoes and all the spices just kind of toasting in the pan. All these things triggered, you know, memories into me or they it were embedded in me. And, um, you know, I really... Uh, pay a lot of homage to my mom for, you know, giving me a sense of flavor, a flavor identity, um, so that I could carry that on for the rest of my life, just putting flavor into anything, even things outside of food, but just layering different kind of flavors, and that's that's kind of like a, yeah. a whole train of thought for me. That's I love that. How did your journey with food bring you to this intersection of oat cuisine and, and cannabis? Well, I uh, so after you know being inspired by my mom, I uh, and and just cooking for my family, even from a young age, and, and even working at a restaurant at a young age. Um, after School Matters was a program that was very important to me. It was very critical. Um, you know, these kind of after school programs are so vital for youth uh, all around the city to you know have an outlet to be creative and. You know, I pay a lot of homage to them as well for uh, getting me in there, showing me what is possible around the world, and not just you know going to a culinary program for the sake of uh, working in a restaurant or having a restaurant or being a you know chef. Yeah. Um, it's more about like what is out there in the world and what out there is there to explore and what other cultures are there and people to understand through food. So those are the kinds of things that I was embedded in me and you know I carried on to end up going to culinary school. I went to the Culinary Institute of America in okay. Hyde Park, New York. Uh, I also went to farm school in California. Um, but I did those things not so that I could, like I said, be a you know a chef in a restaurant. I did those so that I can broaden my and horizons and understand you know the world and food systems and food inequity and uh, agricultural uh, inequities in general just because I grew up on the south and the west side so you know I grew up seeing the disparities and um, you know feeling it myself and and my family and my community so these are the kinds of things that you know inspired me and empowered me to pursue culinary to understand it from more of a global perspective Mm -hmm. and not just a you know well, you know, Chef, I feel like I am burying the lead here because this isn't just a hobby for you. You actually won Netflix's cooking competition, Cooked with Cannabis, back in 2020. So mm-hmm. first of all, congratulations. Thank you. What was that experience like? Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was really heavy. It was life-changing. Um, I didn't really expect it. Um, it was kind of like a divine intervention type of thing. Somebody, yeah. somebody found me. Somebody referred me to it, to the producers, and they called me and... 
you know, I almost turned down the opportunity just because of who I am, my personality. I'm not really like trying to go on TV to, you know, be a. Oh, be a you prop. were intimidated by that whole. Yeah, TV I, didn't, thing. I didn't want to be a prop for for some, some for some network. Um, but you know, there was a cash prize, and <laughs> I was I was kind of how much how much Chef Manny? Ten k. I was down for that. Okay. Um, and I, I was pretty Woo-hoo. confident. Um, <laughs> and I knew like if I was going to go do that opportunity that. You know, I had to really give it my all. I had to put everything and every every ounce of who I am on the table and on display so that people around the world who are watching Netflix can understand, you know, how relatable I am to them and, you know, where I come from. We have I have a very similar story, not just to cooks all around the world, but to, to uh, you know, cannabis enthusiasts and stoners who have dreams and who are professional and who do want to, you know, further their careers, um, you know, around yeah. them. Yeah. What excites you about this combination of cooking, of cannabis and Oh, the, the, thing that, the thing that excites me the most is that it touches everybody and everybody can appreciate it. And, you know, it's still something that, yeah, I didn't invent cooking with cannabis, but it's something that, you know, it's still being opened to people and their eyes are being opened to what is possible. And, you know, seeing people's uh, reaction to our events and to our dinners mm-hmm. uh, is really beautiful. And it's, it's surreal because you kind of don't anticipate or expect having a safe place to be able to do and enjoy uh, food and cannabis in a, in a, you know, in a professional and a responsible way. I could, right. that, that's the background I come from, from, you know, from uh, high level restaurants and, and the education that I have, you know, I want to do what I do at a high standard so that we can set a certain standard and, um, and level of, you know, respectability for, uh, not just, uh, cannabis chefs, but, you know, for, for communities of color who want to turn the stigma around of, you know, what is, uh, cooking with cannabis and how to throw events in a way that you know can be uh, you know scalable in a in a in a in a healthy way in a regulated way. And yeah. Well, to that end, you you said something during the competition on on Netflix that you you also mentioned to our producer when we were getting ready for this uh, this broadcast, and that's that you feel like your mission is to to bring this medicine to communities targeted by the war on drugs. You call cannabis cuisine a vehicle for healing. Yes. Talk more about that. What do you mean? Well, because we bring people together. And when we bring people together, we don't do it in the sense to, you know, get high, forget why you're here, and, you know, we don't care how you get home. It's the complete opposite. We instill and embed our core values into every experience, into every dish, into every day that, you know, we wake up. Our, we live by our pillars of herbal notes, and that's the uh, the canatomy, the actual cannabis anatomy or the botany, you know, horticulture of the actual plant. We want to destigmatize the plant itself because it's been uh, um, stigmatized and demonized as a plant uh, and, you know, prohibited. And that, you know, How do you feel a, about it's that? A, it's horrible. I mean, we're, we're humans. It's a part of our DNA. So to understand that, you know, for a hundred years at least, um, but even before that, you know, cannabis was uh, prohibited and used... Uh, disproportionately to target, uh, you know, black and brown people. Um, and it is something that caused generations of, you know, harm and, and trauma that still hasn't been fully healed and still hasn't been fully, you know, atoned for, uh, even today, currently. 
So that's why we instill this message in our events and through what we do because we don't do this just because we want to be a restaurant. We want to be a vehicle for healing by educating people and broadening their horizons and showing everybody from youth to older people um, that this is a whole new train of thought that we can use for cannabis as that vehicle by teaching them and educating them on, you know, what it really is and how to, how to, how that, the fact that it's a part of our DNA, we have an endocannabinoid system. So if it's in part of us, then that means it's a part of our nature and our holistic way of being. So understanding what it is will allow us to use cannabis as a tool and not just necessarily as a medicine, even though it is a medicine, mm-hmm. um, using it as a tool to instill like well-being, having a sense of well-being and uh, you know, finding personal balance and self-care. If you're just tuning in, Reset is out of the studio today. We're hanging out in the East Garfield Park neighborhood at 2900 West Van Buren Street. And we're spending this 420 talking about all things cannabis. With us right now is Manny Mendoza, who's a chef and owner of the culinary company Herbal Notes, where he specializes in cannabis haute cuisine. Hmm. You know, in the last hour, we focused on uh, the social equity in this industry. And I know that that's something you feel really passionate about. You've already sort of talked about that. Tell us what you would like to see change in the recreational cannabis system in Illinois. You're smiling because I, I, I can see the wheels turning in your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, social equity, it, it's, 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 a, it's a very touchy subject for me because I feel like it, it was really just a, a word that was just thrown out there um, to try to make you know, this industry seem that it, it really is about social equity, but it's done really not much uh, on any of that because there's still people hurting, there's still people in jail, there's still people, uh, there's still neighborhoods that are still, you know, have so many inequities when we have this billion dollar industry and there's still people who are, you know, selling, you know, selling weed and, you know, still having to look over their shoulder and, you know, at any moment their whole life and their whole livelihood and their families, everybody can be affected still. Um, So not having that pathway for people to get into the legal industry, having those barriers up, especially for people with nonviolent, uh, uh, cannabis offenses who can't necessarily get them expunged right away um, who have cannabis businesses in the gray market but would love to transfer over to the legal market see when we when we bridge that gap to getting people to not deal in the gray market and deal in the uh, in the in the legal market um, we'll be able to create our own industry Mm -hmm. um, our own market here that will be a vessel for uh, generational wealth building and that's what is really the you know basis of what i feel social equity needs to be it needs to be an actual proponent it needs to be like the cannabis plant itself which is a soil remediator you plant the can you plant cannabis anywhere it's going to put nutrients and heal the soil that it's in so we need to take that metaphor for what the plant actually is and apply it to our actual industry and business practices and you know everything from seed to sale from how we're growing and how we're treating our growers to you know our uh, how we're dispensing it and what you know yeah how communities are or how dispensaries are giving back in the communities that they're in you know because they're now yeah the corner dealers you know just talking with you it's obvious the education piece of this is really important to you right aside from you know you talked about you know, it being part of you, right? It being part of our bodies and it being a natural um, uh, substance. What else do, do you want people to know? What I want people to know about cannabis in general? Yeah. 
Um, well, that is something that we can use as a tool uh, together and holistically um, to promote um, not just self-care, but also community care. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many people in our community that, uh, of all backgrounds, races, colors, creeds, everything, uh, who obviously love food, um, but they also are, you know, either for cannabis or they're interested in it or they're you know they're starting to cross over and understanding that it's a holistic plant-based medicine so combining these things i want people to know that they can use that they can use that understanding to help come together and figure out real plans and solutions there's so many organizations out there that are dedicated to actual social equity so supporting those organizations mm -hmm. uh, like cannabis equity illinois coalition for example um these are organizations that are really doing grassroots work and trying to uh, bridge that educational gap so that more people can have entry and access point. Chicago Normal as well. Yeah. Um, uh, so they can have uh, access into the legal industry. Because so, that's, that's really the, the thing that needs to happen is yeah. uh, more, ac more access and less barriers just because of you know, the, the red tape and the bureaucratic process in Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's not making it easy or equitable. Um, they tried to champion social equity, but it's the least uh, socially equitable state in the probably the whole country thus far De that has a legal destigmatization of cannabis and cannabis culture. How much are you thinking about that when you're doing what you're doing? It's combated from the day from the from the moment I walk in mm -hmm. uh, to the moment our guests walk in. It's about you know this perception that you know uh, cannabis can be used in a in a way that is uh, you know promoting well-being and promoting community and promoting um, you know uh, healing through these kinds of experiences because we've done so many events I've cooked for thousands of people at this point across multiple states for several years and you know it's something that I've seen so many people come together and talk and have discussions and dialogues that's why our pillars are about the canatomy you want to destigmatize the education mm -hmm. the medicinal wellness wellness benefits that we do know of currently um, these are this is another thing that we want to educate and destigmatize but obviously the social responsibility aspect of it yeah. uh, is a huge uh, part of it because we want to have conscious consumers in a state that has legal cannabis. We want people who are going to dispensaries to really understand where to put their dollars and, and to support who they really want to see in this industry, not just give in to the status quo or what's just there because it's already there. Um, you know, there's entrepreneurs of color who are trying to make that way, and by supporting them with your dollars, you know, we're making a collective effort and a push towards that kind of an industry that looks like us, that yeah. looks like the people that were really targeted by it. Let's talk about the dining. Yeah. What is one of your favorite <laughs> cannabis cuisine recipes? Uh, right now, I really like this uh, cilantro cavatelli that I make. I, I, like, I, like, I like playing with pasta a lot. Describe this. Yeah, so it's a green pasta. It's cavatelli that I make from scratch, and uh, I infuse uh, cilantro into it, so it's like bright green. Um, I make a chile poblano uh, mornay. It's kind of like a uh, you know, cheese sauce, so to speak, um, fancy, you know, fancy cheese sauce. Mm -hmm. Um, but I infuse chile poblano into it. So it's like, uh, it's also green. So I like to, you know, kind of make it a theme. Uh, I add spring peas to it, uh, butter poached king crab. Mm -hmm. 
um, some pea shoots, and when I, you know, we, for herbal notes, you do, you know, we do get a little extra. Yes. So, <laughs> I um, like extra so my add, middle name. Yeah, exactly. Have we met? Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes I add a little crispy prosciutto, too, so it's a little, you know, surf and oh, turfy. Oh, jeez. But, um... That but sounds yeah, incredible. The, yeah, it's a, it's fun. I like to have fun with dishes, and you know, this also helps with destigmatizing. Oh, wait, there's weeding here, um, because that's the point is to like kind of expand people's mind through not just the food itself, but how this herb can be infused into their lifestyle, so that it's a wellness. I think tool. you're making everybody in this room and everybody listening hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so chef, before I let you go, if someone wants to have a marijuana dinner party, where would they start? What tips uh, can you give? Sending an inquiry to, uh, you know, either our website or our uh, Instagram at Herbal Notes. Um, that's, a, that's a main way. You can also find me directly at Mano from 18th. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are just sending in a direct inquiry. On our website, too, we have a form, herbalnotes.co. So, uh, Is there a, a particular first thing to do? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, not a it's really just a matter of just sending us your inquiry. We get a bunch. We get a No, lot. I mean when you're about to throw this dinner party. A oh. <laughs> uh, specific thing to do? To get ready. Well, we ask a bunch of questions. We try to curate our experience to the, to the actual client or guest. You know, mm-hmm. We want them to feel like you know, it's, this is not a cookie-cutter model. We uh, tailor everything. We even tailor the menu. I'll make a, I'll make a specific menu just for, for every single client nice, just nice. because I love to cook. So I don't get uh, thrown off by that, um, making Love sure it. you know everything is streamlined. But uh, it's something that is very easy, and it's part of it's part of our, our whole ethos. You know, we want to curate uh, something uh, special for people, so that the cannabis stigma keeps going lower and lower and lower, and they understand that you know cannabis and food can equal healing and love and community, and um, and that's really what nice. we're all about. That is Manny Mendoza, chef and owner of Herbal Notes. Manny, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you. Shout out to Westside and Pilsen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.